Welcome to a Healthy Dose of Dialogue podcast. I'm your host, Don Antonucci, a senior executive overseeing consumer and commercial markets at Blue Shield of California. This podcast invites healthcare leaders to share fresh perspectives and engage in healthy dialogue about transformative marketplace trends and industry insights. Together, we're shaping a better future for people and healthcare. I'm excited to welcome Rajiv Singh to the podcast and get his thoughts on trends and opportunities in healthcare. Rajiv is the CEO of Accolade. Accolade provides personalized health and benefits solutions for employers, health plans, and health systems, and is designed to empower every person to live their healthiest life. Thanks for joining me, Raj. Don, I'm really happy to be here. I, I appreciate you inviting me and looking forward to the conversation. Well, thanks. To get kicked off, Raj, I, I have to ask you about and say congratulations on the successful initial public offering. Uh, you filed your paperwork for Accolade's IPO at the beginning of the year and then closed in July. What was your experience like with this IPO and going public during these unprecedented times? Uh, well, first of all, thank you for that. Uh, it, unprecedented is a good word. Uh, you know, uh, Don, when you think about our journey, we filed to go public uh, and the timing couldn't have been more uh, <laughs> more. Uh, Actually, ironic would be a good way to describe it. We filed on February 28th. Uh, you, you uh, all of us will re recognize that was about the beginning of a global pandemic hitting the United States. And uh, and so we filed on February 28th. By the time we got through the month of March, the markets were down by 30%. And so uh, we had to put the put the public offering off. And in fact. As a part of that process, we began to think, well, it looks like the markets are going to be closed for a year, maybe longer. Who knows? The pandemic is, is, uh, is, is its impact on the economy is unknown at the time. And so we sort of put it out of our minds. And miraculously, the markets have returned. Uh, I can't tell you that I know exactly how and why they returned, but they returned. And so uh, we were lucky enough to have an opportunity to then refile in June and take the company public in July. And we've been uh, super pleased with the results as well as with uh, the, the great set of new investors that we brought on. What amazing timing. And I did think of you that when I saw that come out, I was like, wow, this is interesting <laughs> timing and, uh, you know, good for you because um, we'll get into this, but healthcare needs uh, new solutions and needs to be transformed for sure. And I know you're passionate around that. So it was really good to see, you know, what you're doing uh, with Accolade. Um, so, you know, you, your background, um, you started your career at uh, Ford Motor Company. Um, you, mm -hmm. prior to uh, Accolade, you had co-founded Concur, the global leader in travel and expense management, and worked uh, in nearly every role in the business, culminating in your final role as president and chief operating officer um, and we're part of the board of the directors there for, for the nine years, um, last nine years of your tenure there. What led you into healthcare? You know, John, I think this is, this is a, great, uh, a great part of working in healthcare is everyone gets to answer this why and all of it's different. Uh, all of us have our own different stories. For me, uh, as you mentioned, my, my background, my history is really is in technology. Uh, I did work at Ford Motor Company for a minute uh, right out of college, so about 30 years ago. Uh, but 
23 years of my life were spent building uh, Concur with, a, with an incredible set of coworkers. Concur being a, a, just a straight technology uh, company focused on travel and expense. When Concur ended for us, meaning we sold the company to SAP in 2014, uh, my co-founder, one of my co-founders at Concur and I, along with a gentleman by the name of Rob Cavanaugh, who's now the president at Accolade, uh, we're all really committed to working together again. And uh, when we sat down to talk about what we were gonna do next, uh, the mission universally for the three of us was we wanted to do something that we could build a business together but have a positive impact on the world. And that, that at the end of every workday, we could turn around and look and say, we did something that made people's lives better in a really tangible, direct way. Uh, Healthcare was the obvious choice in that regard. And so we began uh, a crash course in understanding the US healthcare system, which as you know, Don, is not uh, extraordinarily simple to understand. And so uh, we were lucky enough in that journey, we were studying for, uh, call, call it north of six months, to, uh, to bump into uh, a company called Accolade that was already in progress, already in its journey about five or six years into its journey as a as a uh, disruptor in the space, and uh, the, that marriage was made in heaven. So that, that the story is really one of our desire to participate in a business that can really change the world in a positive way, and then the serendipity of finding accolade along that path. That's excellent, uh, and that resonates. I mean, I've you know different than your career. I've been in healthcare for about 25 years and spent more of a, a minute, you know, uh, or so on the technology side, but still related to healthcare. And, uh, you know, part of the reason I am where I am is because I think there's huge opportunity to make a difference here. And there's a lot happening now that I think accelerates that. Um, so when you think about even uh, the pandemic itself and what we're going through right now as a country, um, there's opportunities that come up to reimagine healthcare and to change it. Where do you see those biggest opportunities to really disrupt the current system and get to one that's much better? Boy, there's so many places to go with that question, Don. Uh, if you don't mind, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a little uh, sidetrack first. Uh, there's no time, you mentioned the pandemic and the reason why people work in healthcare uh, where I felt validated in my decision to really enter the healthcare space and when the pandemic struck this country. Uh, in that all, all 1,300 people at Accolade knew that we could grab an oar and help. And the feeling of being able to do something, to not be powerless in a moment where there's so much pain and anguish in the country was really a, a profound experience for me, something, uh, and, and I think a profound experience for all of our employees and something that we're, uh, that I, I will look back on and think, uh, this is, these are the types of moments that you're really happy that you work in healthcare. Uh, but to, to get to your question, you know, boy, when you think about healthcare in the country today, uh, you know, you have to think about the idea that we live in a, in a largely fee-for-service world where uh, unfortunately healthcare too often is transactional. Uh, it's too often focused on an event or a condition as opposed to on a person. Uh, 
And so uh, disruption in this marketplace, I think fundamentally starts with a perspective. Uh, in any place, I think, I believe, any companies that are focused on how do I do the right thing for the consumer across their entire journey? How do I focus on value for that consumer as opposed to a fee-for-service world? Uh, any companies that are focused on those things are on the right path. And there are, I think, one of the most exciting things about right now is that there's hundreds of companies and billions of dollars flowing into the space pursuing those very hypotheses. And very clearly, uh, that's the hypothesis of Accolade as well. That's really important. And I love how you said it was great to be in a position where you're not powerless because you're doing things. Um, and, and again, I know you're passionate. It's how Accolade's set up around you know, focusing on healthcare that's holistic, it's personalized, it's got to be, you know, we talk about it being, it's got to be high tech, but also high touch. Um, so when you think about, especially with your technology background, you know, what su surprised you when you first went into healthcare and accolade around either how well technology is working, or maybe more likely how little it's being leveraged in the way it could be to improve healthcare? There might be a misconception that uh, about the capabilities of technology in healthcare. I think there's, you know, brilliant technologists who have been, you know, whether they're working at the plans or they're working in health systems or they're working in digital startups, et cetera, uh, there's brilliant technologists who've been building incredible capabilities. Uh, unfortunately, and this is the reality of too much innovation that happens in healthcare, is that innovation oftentimes falls on the floor. It never gets to the individual and to the individual, to the patient, to the consumer who needs that capability. And there's a reason for it. Uh, you know, people don't perceive themselves as healthcare consumers, like health, you know, people as individuals don't necessarily get excited about consuming healthcare and the services associated with healthcare. And so uh, that leads to a need, a need for people to, to understand uh, how to get access to the technology that they need when they need it. And so from, let me go back to answering your question uh, uh, first, Don. Uh, I think there's brilliant technology in the space I think the capacity to leverage that brilliant technology for a human being when they need it requires you to have the capacity to build relationships and the capacity to build great technology. And I think you alluded to that earlier. That's what we're really focused on. It has to be both. If all you do is focus on the technology, you won't get the value. Uh, and if you can do both, you can change the way healthcare works. You serve some you know, very large employers. Uh at Accolade, and I know you're looking to obviously continue to grow that. When you're when you're out there talking with employers or members, um, what is it that you hear most from them uh, that that they're looking for for healthcare? How do they articulate, you know, why they you know either could use the services and the solutions that Accolade provides, or or what are the challenges that they're facing? What are you seeing? You know, John, the way I think about the messages we're receiving from our prospects and our customers, they come in uh, in a couple of, uh, of buckets. The first being strategically, how are they thinking about healthcare? And the second being tactically, what do they wanna solve for their employees right now? 
And that story might be a little different in the here and now today of, of a pandemic world where most companies are still working from home. But let me, let me separate the answer into those two buckets. When you think strategically, our customers are coming to us and saying, our prospects are coming to us and saying, we've tried everything else. We've tried a lot of other things and we understand none of those things are improving outcomes or lowering costs reliably. That's the reality. That's been the, the you know, the, for the last 25 years in this country, healthcare costs have gone up by six to eight to 9% a year uh, without fail. And so the idea that they want to change the status quo is increasingly evident as we approach 20% of US GDP and in, uh, spent on healthcare. Uh, and I think what they're attracted to, and this is not to make this an accolade commercial, but what they're attracted to about about us or about our category, it's just the contrarian nature of the way we approach things. The, the market has traditionally been, as I mentioned, transactionally oriented. We think you've got to stay with a member all the way through their entire journey, not just at a moment. Uh, the market has traditionally been very focused on only dealing with high cost claimants. Like how can we just, how can we find the people who spend the most money and help them manage things? And actually we believe you've got to engage with the entire population. Uh, and, and those types of contrarian beliefs are I think what attracts prospects or customers to us and the conversations that we're having with those customers about how can you generate those relationships? How can you get them to the best outcomes on a broad population basis? More tactically, Don, uh, you know, today, uh, companies are, are specifically increasingly worried about the mental health of their, of their employee base. They're worried about anxiety, depression, burnout, uh, all of these things that are, uh, that are increasing in prevalence across all generations uh, in all workforces right now. And it's a, it is a very big theme we're hearing today. It's a huge theme. And... As you think about the what the pandemic's done, we've seen this as well uh, with Blue Shield is the acceleration of virtual care, um, including mental health, behavioral health services, and that it's become much more mainstream. Now, eventually people will go back to doctor's offices and all of that, but probably not to the same degree. At least that's what's being talked about. And I know you partner with, you know, some of these companies or, you know, bring them through. Uh, how has that changed how, uh, how maybe accolades operating or, or plans to operate going into the future? Is it just kind of the trajectory that you are already focused on? Or are you having to do different things with your product technology connections to make that uh, desire around mental health, virtual care, you know, come to fruition in a, in a better way for employers? It's, a, it's such an important question right now, Dom. It's, uh, there is a profound shift happening in the healthcare supply chain. Uh, I, I tell this story often. Uh, my mom is 76 years old. Uh, and if you're listening, mom, uh, you're a very young 76. Uh, my mom is 76 years old and did her first telemedicine visit uh, during this pandemic. Uh, came out of it not just satisfied with the result, but thinking that was kind of easier for me. Uh, and she's dealing with back issues. That was easier for me than going to the doctor. Uh, maybe I'll just keep doing that. Now that's a, a 76 year old woman who uh, has, has got a whole lifetime of history of uh, driving to a doctor's office. 
the change that's occurring is not going to just shift back. We're going to see a profound shift in the way people consume medical care. And that means all of us who are guiding people to those uh, capabilities, those all of us who are responsible for helping people make good, good decisions in healthcare, uh, have to incorporate that into our thought process. I think good news, it's really important that we incorporate it into the thought process because this six month period has already seen uh, a whole uh, groundswell of increased needs, whether that's mental health, as you mentioned, need for primary care and primary care physicians are struggling today, uh, need for increased dealing with chronic care because people have been avoiding the doctor for the last six months. All of those things as they return to the healthcare system, all of those things as they create incremental need uh, are gonna put a strain on the healthcare system and require more virtualization. For us, our job is to make sure we enable that. We enable that via technology integration. We enable that via counsel by giving good advice. Uh, and we enable that by building a trusted supplier network of making sure that we've got vendors or partners that we can plug in to meet our customers' needs when they have them. You, so Accolade really sits in the middle of this, making things personalized for members. When you think, Raj, about health plans or providers or even these other uh, point solutions, for lack of a better term, that are out there, what kind of wish do you have or what would you like to see maybe different from any of those types of organizations? I mean, for example, you mentioned less transactional you know, care. I know we're focused, for example, on you know, we got to move away from fee for service. We've been saying that for a long time and move into more value-based arrangements is one of the focus areas that we have. But what would you like to see maybe different or um, more of from health plans providers or point solutions? To me, when we align our interests with those of our customers and those of the people that we serve, so I'm separating customers, the, our corporate customers, that's traditionally who Accolade is delivering our service to on behalf of their employees and their families. And we call those our members. Uh, when we align our objectives to those of our customers and to those of our members, and we make everything we do measurable in that context, we're better at our jobs and we deliver better results for our members. And so uh, today it can be confusing for our customers and for members to understand what success is for the vendors that are serving them. Uh, and those misaligned incentives, that's the great healthcare euphemism, misaligned incentives, uh, which we talk about a lot. Uh, I think what we have to be on a, uh, on a mission to achieve is that all of the vendors serving, all of these brilliant companies out there serving these corporations and those, uh, those extraordinarily important people, uh, the employees and families of those, of those corporations, have to line up their incentives. Are you getting compensated by uh, improving clinical outcomes? Are you getting compensated when you drive extraordinarily high member satisfaction? Are you getting compensated when costs come down as opposed to go up when those two things happen? Uh, I think we should all line up that way. And when we do, uh, behaviors will change and people are gonna be happier. Those are great points. And when you think about basically, you know, you're with actually moving the needle and, and moving things into a better place. We're, we've seen some acceleration with things like we've talked about with mental health and virtual care. Um, you know, how much time, Raj, do you get a sense that we have, even when you think about the employer marketplace, um, providing health benefits uh, for, you know, the us to get this into a much more affordable, you know, high quality place 
Um, do you think we've got, you know, we got a, a nice runway here or do you think it's, it's got to happen sooner rather than later? And, and how long would that be? What's your sense of how, what, what's that tipping point where employers just say, you know, it's enough. We can't, you know, we can't afford this. I think they're there, Don. I think they're there. Employers are fundamental. And look, look, as evidenced by the existence of companies like Accolade, uh, you know, we're uh, an early stage company that's achieved some level of scale and growth, largely because employers are seeking alternatives to the solutions that have traditionally been placed in front of them. Now, uh, I think employers have been fed up for a long time. I think you've been in the business longer than I have. You know that They're, the employers have been fed up with those increasing costs for a long time. Uh, I do believe we're at this really significant moment in the healthcare system of the United States right now. And that is that the, the pandemic has, has really exposed our flaws as a healthcare system in a way that uh, could not have been done any other way. And so this, this tragic event in our, in our country and around the world has, it, as, as all of these tragedies do, uh, exposed things that can be fixed, can be improved, and can change, and created an impetus for that change. And so we're seeing that first and foremost in things like virtual care, but we're also going to see that, look, uh, we're going to see trends away from people going to the hospital or going to this hub and spoke healthcare system. And you're going to see more at home testing. You're going to see more at home care. You're going to see more people exploring other options because over the six, nine, 12, 18 months that we've lived in this pandemic, the traditional healthcare system didn't get all the way there for them. And so as they explore these new options, those new options are going to become behavioral change. And that behavioral change, previously impossible in healthcare, uh, will become the norm. And so to me, uh, to take a long story short, uh, Don, I believe that this last six months and the 12 months in front of us are going to see more transformation and more change than the five to 10 years previous. And so uh, that means uh, there's a lot of work to do, and, uh, and, and those of us in the healthcare system should be excited about doing so. Uh, I love that. I love it. Um, we need it. So um, that, makes, that makes perfect sense. And, and I, would, uh, I, I also believe you're right. All these accelerations, the pandemic, uh, how people are beginning to use these new technologies and getting comfortable with it. Uh, it is only going to, it just puts us light years ahead of, um, on, on the track that, that we need to go. Um, so for, so in that context, based on what you just said with the transformation, what is next for, uh, for Accolade? What can employers and consumers expect uh, for, for the next chapter of Accolade now that you've, your, your IPO, you've launched, uh, I know you're focused on, on growth and, and importantly, you know, changing some things in healthcare. What's the next chapter look like? Well, you know, just like every company, uh, the pandemic created an opportunity for us to take a look at ourselves in the context of what our, our consumers needed, our customers needed in a world that was under massive transformation. And here's what we saw. We saw uh, diabetics, people with heart disease, people with chronic conditions, uh, afraid to go to the healthcare system. We saw people delaying their elective procedures because you couldn't get them anymore. Uh, we saw people fundamentally 
transforming the way they behave in terms of their encounters with the existing U.S. healthcare ecosystem. Uh, to us, that was a clarion call, a, clear, a moment that said, okay, if, if these people aren't going to find care in the traditional mode, mode, we have to help them get to the clinical outcomes they need in this moment. And so that involves us delivering uh, new solutions like the what we call accolade COVID response care, a means of getting people the testing, uh, contact tracing, et cetera, that they need to return to work. Uh, but also the idea of delivering uh, incremental clinical programs that give our customers more guidance than, uh, than they otherwise could receive around managing their chronic conditions, managing their healthcare needs uh, in a virtual form while they work on uh, access to care in a healthcare system that's under a lot of strain. Raj, for you on a personal basis, I mean, has there been a silver lining uh, with uh, COVID-19 and the pandemic over these past six months for you? Uh, I appreciate the, the, the personal question, Don. Uh, yes, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I have a 18-year-old uh, daughter and a 16-year-old son. Uh, my daughter, just we just dropped her off uh, this Labor Day weekend uh, at college in Boston. And, uh, and boy, I tell you what, you're never ready for that. You're never ready for dropping your first one off at college. That was hard. Uh, but, you know, you mentioned earlier the IPO. We did an IPO roadshow without ever leaving the house. And, uh, and what previously is a job that had me on the road 50, 60% of the time, uh, I've been in my house uh, with my children and with my wife for the last six months. And, uh, and I count that as a gift, a, a gift that... Uh, that that uh, I'm very very grateful for, and so yes, there there have been silver linings. I think the other silver lining for me too, uh, Don, is that uh, these types of moments test the metal of companies, and you get to see what your coworkers are made of in these moments. And and you know, I would be remiss if I didn't say, uh, you know, 1,300 people at Accolade inspired me over this last six months. Uh, we we uh, we are you know one of our uh, core offices is in Seattle. One of our co, co headquarters is in Seattle, where I live. Seattle got hit by the pandemic really early, and we were the first really, and in the United States. And so we shut down our offices and got all 1,300 of our people working from home by the second week of March. Uh, and you know there was no playbook for that, but it got done. Our service levels went up, not down. Uh, and people just pitched in, and uh, and that kind of inspiration only comes from moments like these. And so, uh, you know, those are those are moments I count myself as lucky as I've experienced. Well, thanks for sharing that, Raj. Um, and you know, we we just feel fortunate to uh, at Blue Shield the partnership that we have with you and that we've started as well. Um, love your leadership and and you know, kind of uh, how you're evolving. Uh, accolade and uh, in, in doing things that are really just helping us, to your point, transform healthcare. Um, so it's it's exciting times, um, and I'm glad you're getting more time with the family. I can relate to that as well. You know, having worked remote now for for six months, uh, it's nice to be able to uh, you know show up for dinner and uh, not be always be on the road. So I'm trying to take advantage of that as well. Uh, is there anything else, Raj, that you would like to share with our listeners as we close this out? 
Uh, first of all, Don, I have to thank you for having me and, uh, and thank you for those kind words. Uh, we're really excited about our relationship uh, uh, with your organization as well. Uh, really excited about it. And I, I think to me, if there was, if there was one big point I, I would love for people to take away from what's happening in healthcare right now is we cannot waste this moment. Uh, this is a moment that's presenting itself as an opportunity to transform a system that requires transformation. There's not one person who works in healthcare who would dispute the point that it's not getting, it's not getting to the result we want. And so we have this moment, we can't waste it. And that means uh, as employers, we have to grab the bull by the horns and, and leverage our capacity as employers to demand change. And as the participants in the ecosystem, like our two companies, uh, we have to heed that clarion call and do the work to realign our incentives to, to deliver better outcomes, lower costs, and better experiences for people. Uh, we can do it. And right now is the time to make it happen. Uh, and I, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that on both sides, the people who should hold us accountable and the people who should be accountable, uh, then we're going to line up and get it done. That's that's excellent. Well said. Uh, thank you for your energy, passion, and leadership, Raj. Um, so, uh, you know, to to close this out, I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen. Um, I hope you all walked away with uh, what Raj just outlined, uh, that, hey, you know, heed that clarion call in healthcare. This is the time to make the change. And you can feel it from Raj here. We've got to act on it and uh, and really leverage this for the better. And for more information about Accolade, uh, check out their website at www.accolade.com. And join us next time as we continue to bring you a healthy dose of insights and perspectives based on conversations with leaders who are transforming healthcare. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple iTunes or Spotify. Uh, or follow us on LinkedIn or Twitter at Dose of Dialogue. Thank you.